I'm not sure if I've ever really shared this before, but I am a nail girly. I really am. I love just having like fresh manicured nails. I just, I always have. But something that I've struggled with since I became a mom is finding the time to go to the salon. I mean, who has time for that? Also, it's super expensive, which is why I'm so excited to have discovered Olive in June. With Olive in June, it is so easy to get these salon-worthy nails, but at home. And I feel like when I do the press on nails, they just, they look real and they're non-damaging press-ons and which I think is so important because I don't want to be damaging my nails. Plus it breaks down to just $10 a manicure, which is so much cheaper than going to the salon. Plus it's better than gel because I feel like when I use gel, sometimes it really kind of messes up my nails. Plus these press-ons, they last so long. Like I feel like they last at least a week, if not more for me. And so I always like to create this little ritual, maybe turn on some TV, do my nails, and it's just kind of like this fun little self-care that I do. Plus, they're really easy to remove. Like, you can legitimately remove them with warm water. And although I like to have kind of a more neutral, like, basic style with my clothes, I love having a fun little pop of color with my nails, which is why I love swapping out my press-ons. So if you are a nail girly too, you need to visit oliveandjune.com slash mindful for 20% off your first Olive and June system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash M-I-N-D-F-U-L for 20% off your first Olive and June system. Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga For You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. And today we are going to be talking all about happiness. So before we dive in, I have one last reminder that this weekend, if you're listening when this episode comes out, you can join me for an at-home retreat. So the Joyful Life Virtual Retreat is this Sunday, June 6th from 1 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's like Chicago time. But if you can't make it live, don't worry. If you register, I will send you a replay. And we're going to be working on unlocking your deepest and most authentic joy. So I'm really excited about this event and I hope to see you there. So if you want to join, it is a pay what you can event. You can either click the link in the show notes or you can head over to my website, yogafewonline.com and click on retreats. So that's that. I think that's the only announcement. Um, maybe my only other announcement is that I am grateful for you. And if you are listening to this right now, I am really grateful for you. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in and for just letting me do what I love and for taking the time to listen to what I have to share. So thank you so much for that. So today we are going to talk all about happiness. Um, I'm going to be sharing my top five. I wasn't quite sure what to call it. They're not quite tips. They're not quite exercises. I guess they're just 
things um, to help unlock your happiness. And there's a little bit of everything here, so that's why I wasn't quite sure what to call it. But my hope is that if you are wanting to cultivate a bit more happiness in your life, that this episode will help you do that. And I want to add one more caveat, which is that if you are currently not just looking for happiness, but if you feel like you are struggling with depression or you think that you may be struggling with depression, please do not just do the things that are in this episode and that are in this list. Please seek professional help from someone that has struggled from depression before. I know firsthand just how serious it can be and how hard it can be to take those first steps, whether that's speaking to a friend or a loved one or finding a therapist or calling your doctor or even calling a hotline know that I love you and I care for you and that it does get better. So if you are looking for something that is just beyond maybe turning up some of the happiness, focusing on some of the small things, um, please go and reach out that help. There is no shame in it. And yeah, like what I'm about to share is good, but not as good as a therapist or a medical professional. So if you really want some help, um, I would really recommend going and finding either a medical professional or a therapist. You guys know you hear about um, BetterHelp on here, which is online therapy. I find that to be really easy and convenient. Um, I love my time with my therapist, Jackie. Um, but you also could reach out to your doctor, and I will put a couple of links. I will put some hotlines in the show notes if that is something that you that you want. Um, but also know that you know reaching out to a friend or a family member or a loved one, or if you really don't know where to go, send me a message and I will send you resources because I love you and I care for you. And and if you're struggling with that, I want you to get help and and feel better. So that's my little PSA, and I really do mean that. Um, Yes. So that that is that. And um, I actually, on the note of therapy, I actually almost did a different episode this week, but I I didn't quite feel ready uh, to do it. I think it was a little too vulnerable for me at the moment. This didn't quite feel right. But I'm thinking about doing an episode um, basically called Things That I've Learned From Therapy and sharing some of the biggest lessons that I've learned from different therapists of mine over time. And so I'm still considering doing that one so if that's something you're curious and you can you can always let me know and and maybe I'll just share you know some of my most profound experiences from therapy because you know we all need a good therapist here and there Uh, but let's dive in enough about therapists and how great mine are Uh, we are going to dive into things to consider or think about or tips for unlocking your happiness because I don't know about you, but I just feel like as we're headed into summer here in the northern hemisphere, the warmer time, like the sun is out and it just feels like the natural time to really kind of embrace that easygoing and like free flowing kind of just happiness. And even if, you know, the weather outside seems happy, that doesn't always mean that I guess the weather inside and in your heart feels all that happy. And this is something that I know a lot of us are looking for that I'm always looking for it. I mean, who couldn't use a little more happiness in their life? So I've come up with five things that um, I think really, really help. So diving right in, the first thing when you're thinking about unlocking your happiness and cultivating happiness is reflecting on what would really make you happy. So what does true happiness look like to you? And I think that this is so important that it's 
crucial. Like what is your definition of happiness? It will be and should be different for every single person. So is your happiness like a certain feeling? Uh, Is it like a state of mind? Is it just a way that you feel in your soul? Is it a thing? Like when you tell yourself that you want more happiness, what is it that you really want? Is it that feeling of joy? Is it being more present? Like dig a little bit deeper there. Try not to just say, I want more happiness or I want to be happy. Like what do you really mean by that? And if you don't get clear on what happiness really is or what happiness is to you, then you'll never really be able to get there if you can't identify it. It's kind of like looking for a needle in a haystack, but you don't know that you're looking for a needle. So you're just kind of searching for some mystery object in a haystack. And it's like you will never, if you can't get clear on what it is that you're looking for, you don't know what you're searching for and then you can never really find it. So really first getting clear on like, what is happiness to you? Like, what is it that you really want more of in your life? Happiness is so broad and it can mean a bunch of different things. So what does it mean to you? And some great ways to reflect on this or to dive into this is journaling. So if you're the kind of person that likes to journal, um, you could just, you know, journal and write down and kind of free write. Like, what is happiness to me? Like, what makes me happy? What am I missing? What is it that I'm really wanting when I when I say I want more happiness. You could also just think and reflect on this. So you guys know I personally am not as much of a journaler. I've actually been trying to do a little bit better at it. Um, I've started like a gratitude journal and I often forget to fill it out at night, but I'm trying and when I do it, I, I'm actually really enjoying it when I remember. So maybe I will try to become a better journaler. But usually, honestly, what I do is I do more just like thinking and reflecting as opposed to journaling. That's just a way that I process a little bit better. Um, I like to kind of go out on walks and maybe just have like listen to a little music without any words um, or no music and just enjoy the day and take that time to really just kind of think and reflect. And for me, there's something about just going out for a walk, getting outside, clearing my head and taking that time to reflect that works well for for me you could also think back to times when you felt like you were happy like is there a time where you felt like you had that happiness but you don't now and then reflecting or thinking about like what's different what what did I have then or what was I doing then what was different then where I had that happiness but now I feel like it's you know that it's a bit more you know elusive and I I want to find it again. And you might be able to pinpoint a few things that you were doing or that were different that maybe you could bring back and that you could work on building up in your life now. Another thing that you can do if you're trying to get clear on what happiness is for you is that when you're meditating, you could ask the universe or your guides or God or anyone or anything, whatever it is that you believe, to give you some guidance and some clarity on this. You guys know if you listened to my last episode, I have um, recently been, which this, I mean, this really kind of surprises me, but I've really been, I guess, kind of getting into like angels and angel work and Uh, spirit guides, which I've always been into, but a little more work in like asking for help on things, whether it's, um, you know, if you listen to my last episode, I talked about, you know, kind of asking certain people and certain guides to, you know, help me with some anxiety that I was having around a certain topic, mostly around, um, you know, my son when he's sleeping and 
And I found that really helpful. And sometimes just like asking the universe or whatever it is that you believe for a little bit of clarity and guidance while you're meditating or even before you go to bed, if you ask for maybe a little clarity or guidance in your dreams, you might just get it. In fact, you probably will get it. And that can be a way too if you just are really not coming up with a lot from journaling and reflecting and things like that. Um, just ask for a little help. Ask for for a little guidance on on what it is that's missing or that maybe you aren't seeing or what is it that you need or you know what path you need to take to work on unlocking this happiness. And then getting clear on this definition and what it is that you're truly seeking is absolutely the first thing that you need to do to unlock happiness in your life. Because like I said, if you don't know what you're looking for, you'll never be able to find it. And I know that, that sounds really simple, but even something small like this, like defining what happiness is for you, digging a little deeper as to what is what is missing or what you want more of, whatever it is, that can be so profound and it can really just illuminate a lot in your life and on your path and give you some direction on this, I guess, happiness journey. All right, diving into my second thought. So after you've really gotten clear on what happiness is to you, what it is that you're looking for, I want you to think about where is happiness already around you or where are those things that make you happy already around you and also to stop chasing happiness and I'll tell you what I mean by that. So something that I think is so powerful and is something that I've been reflecting on a lot recently is where is this happiness already around me? Where Where is it? Do I already have it and I'm just not seeing it? Um, and is there something, you know, in your life that you're overlooking or forgetting to be grateful for that is already right in front of your face? So a recent example of this from my own life was just this morning. Uh, this kind of hit me like a bag of bricks, but I was sitting outside with the kiddos, so Mila and Porkchop, and it was just, it was a beautiful morning. It was perfect. It was a perfect morning. We were sitting out on the patio. Porkchop likes to sit in this little, I don't know, we call it his little desk. It's like a little chair and he can, you know, play some toys on it. And and it was just a perfect morning and I was hanging out with Mila and Porkchop and I had a fresh cup of coffee and I was just watching them kind of play together and love on each other. So basically my dream, right? If you guys, you know, know anything about me, it's that I love my dog and my kid and coffee and special quiet moments connecting with nature and just being still and present. So this right should be everything that I loved in a really special moment. And I'm not kidding. I nearly missed the whole moment and nearly just let it like blast by me at just how simple and sweet and special it was because I was in my own head thinking about all of the things that I had to get done that day and, you know, things like, well, when am I going to record this episode? I'll have to wait until he goes to bed or, you know, I need to get this done. And I was thinking about the dishes. Like, I'm not kidding. I I nearly missed this moment that was so small and so simple and so sweet and is like everything that I need just for happiness because I was thinking about the pile of dishes in my sink. And it just, it really hit me that that was something where it's like, Kelly, like your happiness is already right there. Like there is 
a joyful moment right in front of your face. You're living it right now and you're missing it because you are just trying to think about all of the things that you need to do and that you're just, you know, living in the future and you're truly missing out on on your joy in these special moments right now. And that just really hit me that it's like, you know, that I also need to practice what I preach and that there are a lot of places in my life where I have that happiness and I have that joy. I have what I'm seeking and it's just directly in front of me. So I challenge you to also maybe think about where are some things that maybe you're overlooking or you're afraid to be grateful for or that, you know, you're, you're missing because you're in your own head where that happiness might already be there. You might be living it and that you just don't, don't see it. And this leads me to the second part of this point, which is stop chasing your happiness. And what I mean by that is stop saying, you know, I'll be happy when or I'll be happy if or, you know, after this, I will be so happy. No, let's stop doing that. Um, Because if you think you'll be happy when, you know, say you're in a romantic relationship or you're a certain pant size or you hit a financial or career goal or you have something that you've always dreamed of that then you'll find happiness. What we're doing with that is that you're tying your happiness to something that either you don't have, and I'm not saying that goals are bad. I think goals are great, but you don't want to tie your happiness to that because really, truly, when we dig down deep and we look within, We have everything that we need to be happy already. And so tying your happiness, you're really just chasing the next thing. And from someone that has done this before where I thought, you know, I hit this goal, I do this thing, like I'll finally be happy. And and I wasn't because there's a difference between, you know, hitting a goal or feeling fulfilled in a different way or, you know, being proud of something that you've done and also your true happiness. Like those other things can feel good, but they may not necessarily be the thing that really bring you your joy and your happiness. It might be something that, you know, brings you something else or feels good, but it might not be that, you know, that secret to your joy. And, you know, I I challenge you to consider that the truth is that you can find happiness, even if it's just a sliver. I'm not talking about like, 100% like totally like complete joy and happiness in your life because I don't think that's necessarily true and necessarily attainable but I I challenge you to consider that perhaps you could find even a sliver of happiness right here right now wherever you are in your life regardless of what you have like in this moment right now that you could find even a sliver of happiness Um, So another example from my life, because all I really have to pull from is, you know, my own lived experience. And one of my biggest downfalls, um, you know, I, I guess in some ways it's a strength, but it's also a weakness at times. But that is my to-do lists and um, the fact that I'm always chasing productivity and chasing, you know, checking things off of my to-do list. And I constantly do this. You heard me just talk about it where I almost missed a really, really sweet special moment 
for my heart because I was thinking about, you know, what I was going to check off my list that day. And it's kind of become this like family joke. Even at night, you know, my husband will often tease me, you know, he'll be, he'll come home and he'll be like, so how was your day today? And before I can even answer, he's like, let me guess, you didn't get as much done as you would have liked and you, you still have things on your to-do list to do. And which, I mean, is literally like what I was going to say. And, and when that happens, it, it just reminds me that, you know, I need to stop connecting how many things that I've checked off on an arbitrary piece of paper to my happiness or what kind of a, a day it was. And this is a constant struggle that I have. And I know this about myself. You know, I, I, I work on it. Um, but it's something that just is a struggle. And I want to be clear, like checking things off of my list, absolutely, it can feel satisfying. It can make me feel productive. It can make me feel energized. Also, for me, it is essential to my functioning day to day um, because I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I do have some pretty intense ADHD um, and some dyslexia. And so for me, having these lists being organized, like that's one of my best coping mechanisms. So these things aren't just, you know, it, it does feel really good and satisfying for me to check things off the list, but it's also like essential for my day-to-day -day functioning um, so that I can really kind of stay organized and, you know, make sure that I'm staying on task and you know, getting the things done that I would like to get done. But there is a difference here between doing something because it feels satisfying, because it makes you feel energized, um, and having it be the thing that fuels your joy. Because what happens to me a lot is when I let that to-do list dictate whether it was a, quote, good day or a bad day based on how many things I checked off the list, is that I'm just tied down and I'm married to to a piece of paper and letting that decide whether or not I'm happy or can go to bed happy. And that's just, that's kind of sad. And that's just not it. So I kind of challenge you to consider if there's anything in your life like this, where you are chasing something, or you think, if I do this, or when I achieve that, or if I had this thing, that then I would be happy. And instead, just recognizing that there's probably something right in front of you, and that you could find a sliver of happiness right here, right now. And is there a way that you can kind of separate your present moment happiness and joy with things like goals and productivity or, you know, desires or things that you're working towards. So just a little, I guess, food, food for thought. So then diving into my third point. So this one, what I'm about to tell you might be a little bit harder to hear, but I think it's important and it's essential. And that is where are you getting in your own way of your happiness? I really, really believe that a lot of things that we struggle with as people, like internally, a lot of that is us getting in our own way at times. You know, we we learn different things from our own lived experiences. We take on different things. And, and sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. And you know, is there somewhere in your life where you are getting in your own way and it is affecting your happiness? And I promise if you are a human, there is probably at least one way that you are currently getting in your own way. If not, if you truly, I mean, maybe if like the Dalai Lama or something is listening to this podcast, which if he is, that would be amazing, but I doubt it. But 
like if you're human, I think it's just human nature sometimes to get in your own way or to self-sabotage and and getting in your own way, it can, you know, it can look like but may not be limited limited to things like overthinking or overanalyzing, negative self-talk, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, asking a million people for their opinions before making a decision, fear, procrastination, maybe letting your ego get in the way of things, living in the future or in the past, maybe not breaking away from codependent relationships or an inability to build boundaries, um, believing that you're not deserving of happiness or, you know, just some good old-fashioned self-sabotage. And I'm not going to dive into self-sabotage today because I am doing an entire workshop on this in the virtual retreat that I mentioned at the top of the episode. Um, So the workshop for that retreat is how to stop self-sabotage and unlock your inner joy. So if that's something you feel like you're really struggling with, I really recommend that you join that retreat because I think that workshop is going to be really helpful to you. And we will really, really be digging deep on not only identifying the ways that you're self-sabotaging, but how do you move past that and really start to, you know, make some ground and and unlock that that joy. But I do want you to think about maybe some other ways where you're getting in your own way. So you've already heard me, you know, mention a few ways that I get in my own way, um, which is mostly, you know, being hyper-focused on productivity. Uh, allowing myself to get overwhelmed is another one. So just taking on a ton of projects and saying yes, 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 yes. And then before I know it, it's like I'm overwhelmed and I'm kind of shut down um, recently fear is a way I've been holding myself back um today as as well I don't I don't know what it is today I guess I was just in a very um self-reflective mood but today I I was just reflecting on um I you know and this is just me being totally honest and transparent I just I was reflecting on and just sharing the fear that I have about returning to in-person retreats mostly a fear around um leaving my child and um, leaving him for a few days at a time, which, you know, so a few things here. So one, yes, I am hoping soon to be able to announce a new in-person retreat. I am really excited about that and being able to return to doing in-person events. And like uh, something that I'm realizing is that I can have these two things in my heart. Like I can be so excited and so ready to kind of get back into it and to see, you know, some of you in person and to do these events that absolutely just like light my soul on fire. And I can be struggling and, you know, having a hard time wrapping my head around leaving my son and leaving my family when I, I now haven't done it. We I mean, we all haven't done it, but, you know, I, I haven't done it in – um, probably like a year and a half. And, you know, life is just so different. And and that's something that that fear is something that I've really probably in the last month or so it's been it's truly been really holding me back from from committing and planning and announcing the retreat that I'm going to do and that I want to do. But it's my own fear and my own stuff where I'm getting in my own way. Okay, real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Maybe it's not picking the middle seat on an airplane, or maybe it is going to bed a little bit earlier. What about selling on Shopify? That might not be the first thing that you think of, but let me tell you, it is a really easy choice to make. 
Because Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Plus, you can make your shop yours because Shopify makes it so easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. You can customize your online store to your style with these gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. They even have this thing called Shopify magic where you can whip up captivating content that converts. So from blog posts to product descriptions, it'll just whip it up for you. How easy is that? And once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment, which is huge when you're selling online. Plus, I have to say they offer phenomenal support to help you every single step of the way. So just like not choosing a middle seat on an airplane, make the easy decision and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. And the reason that I share kind of these personal things with you is because one, I want you to see that we're all just humans here and you know, we're, we're all just trying our best and this stuff affects me just as much as it affects all of us and and that I, I don't have shame around it and that I don't, you know, feel bad about sharing these things because it's all just a part of the human experience and, you know, we're all kind of here just like learning and exploring together. Um, but I, I also share it because maybe it's somewhere in your life you're letting fear hold you back from something really special and really great and that's that's no way to live and it's something that i am not going to let hold me back anymore and you know hopefully if you're finding that that you've been letting fear get in your way that maybe that's something that you feel ready to tackle and move past as well so thinking about where you are getting in your own way um can be incredibly helpful. It can be hard and humbling. Um, me kind of admitting that today, um, just chatting with someone and just sharing, you know, how I'd really been feeling and kind of just letting that emotion come out and just being honest and being like, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm really kind of getting in my own way and blocking myself from this. Um, there's something about naming it and recognizing it that that makes it so much easier to, to conquer. And, you know, this is something that I think we all could do some reflection on and that if we can identify the ways that we're holding ourselves back and in our way self-sabotaging, that it really, really can make a huge difference on your happiness and and your joy and just your overall like life and well-being and and know that, you know, that it doesn't have to be fear or anything that I'm talking about. There's so many different ways that that we can hold ourselves back and and that it can be hard to kind of take that long, hard look in the mirror and be honest with yourself as to where it is that you're doing that. But it, it can be such – it doesn't have to be like a sad, scary practice. It can be a really kind of beautiful and liberating one if if you let it be that. So let's see. I did, I ju- I did jot down a couple of notes. I think that's all that I wanted to say about that. Um, sometimes I just kind of – you know, get rolling and just steam past my own notes. Um, but yeah, I think that's all that I really had to to share about that, about just it's really important to identify where you're getting in your own way and holding yourself back and identifying that and choosing to move forward can make just the world of a difference when you're really working on on happiness. 
So diving into the next item, which is look for validation within and comparison is the thief of joy. This one is huge. And and you, you've heard me talk about this again and again, looking for validation within. And I'm sure you've heard me mention that comparison is the thief of joy. These are things that I really believe and I think are so essential to finding like that really deep, true, authentic happiness. So looking for validation within instead of looking for validation or approval or happiness from things around you is absolutely essential. And if we can find a space of contentment with who we are and what we do and truly get to know and respect ourselves, maybe dare even say it, love ourselves, that that can create so much happiness in our lives and so much more happiness than we could get from anyone else or anything else outside of us. So when you look for validation or acceptance or approval from others, we're really setting ourselves up for failure because there will always be someone that is unhappy with what you're doing or someone who won't like you or will think what you're doing is wrong or who won't give you the validation that you're looking for. And when you look for validation around you, you basically are trying to figure out how to make thousands of people happy with you and like you, which is just an impossible task. It's just, it's not going to happen. No one, no one can do that. There will always be someone out there that won't approve of what you're doing or won't celebrate your wins or will be critical of you. And that's just kind of a a part of life. That's it. There will just be some people where you are their goat cheese. And if you have not heard my goat cheese theory, it's a whole thing. Go back and listen to the episode. I believe it's called 10 Things I Learned Before I Turned 30. I have this whole theory of basically don't be afraid to be someone's goat cheese. But in a nutshell, some people just won't like you. You just won't be, you know, you just won't be their their flavor. They won't care for you. And there's nothing that you can do about it. But if you're only looking for that happiness and that approval and that joy, you know, externally, you'll never be able to find it because no one can give you the satisfaction and the love and the validation that you could give yourself from within. So, you know, you know, sometimes it's just of course, easier said than done. But if you can start shifting towards, you know, looking all around for approval and contentment and, you know, joy and your self-esteem and you can start working from within, then you go from trying to make thousands of people happy to only having to make one person happy and that is yourself. And when you start doing that, it becomes a lot easier to look yourself in the eye at night and to just be proud of the person that you are, happy with who you are. And if you do something that, you know, you're not that proud of or that doesn't align with who you are, that, you know, you can look yourself in the mirror and you can be honest and you can recognize that, okay, I didn't do my best today, but I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to move on and I'm going to try again to do my best tomorrow instead of you know feeling like you have the weight of the world of all these people judging you and wanting their approval wanting them to like you it's just it's it's too much and you'll never you'll just never get it and you know this is something I don't know if you do this I do this sometimes where you kind of say something sort of like it's a joke but you actually kind of mean it 
Um, I, you know, I've been known to do this. I do this a lot with two different sayings. The first one is if at least one person is unhappy with you, then you're probably living life right. And the second is, sorry, I missed it. I had my blinders on. So both of these boil down to kind of the same thing, which is true happiness is going to come from you and no one else. The first one, if at least one person is unhappy with you, you're probably living life right. Although I say it as a joke and it is kind of a joke, I also sort of mean it. And that boils down to the fact that you cannot please everyone. There is no way. And if you just focus on living your life to your fullest and most authentic self, there will always be someone that is unhappy with you. Different people like different things. And and when you are living your most authentic life and being your most authentic self, that does mean that there will probably be someone out there that maybe is annoyed with you because you're building boundaries with them and they don't, you know, like you having boundaries around them. Maybe they were kind of abusing those boundaries before. Uh, This could be maybe someone who never got the chance to live their dream. So watching you live yours sparks some negativity in them. It could be someone that just you know, maybe your personalities don't mesh and that's okay. Um, But basically, you know, when I say that you're not quite living life right unless someone is unhappy with you, like that's, that's what I mean by it because then you're trying to just please everyone and usually it just leaves, you know, yourself feeling empty. And this is something, I mean, I get this all the time on this podcast and I love my favorite thing is hearing from all of you and getting you know messages and emails and being able to connect with all of you that are listening to this podcast but something that I've learned is that you can't please everyone no matter how much I wish I could just create the absolute like most perfect wonderful meditation for every single person out there on the planet give them exactly what they needed to hear exactly what they needed I can't and you know, I as much as I may try, I can't do that. And I know that I can't do that because it almost kind of makes me laugh sometimes now because I will seriously get like emails or messages on the same day of one person complaining about the exact same thing that another person just complimented me on. And and it just goes to show that it's like, you know, I, I'll get messages on the same day of people being like, oh my gosh, I love the background music you chose. Like, where did you get it? I want to download it. I listen to it all the time. And then people being like, I absolutely hate the background music you use. Like it was so distracting. I couldn't even listen to the episode. Like you should really do these in silence. And I'll get those same things on the same day. And it's just, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You can't make everyone happy. You just have to live from a space of, you know, being authentic and just absolutely trying your best. And I think once you kind of let go of that, there's a lot of freedom and liberation and just knowing like all I can do is just try my best and live my authentic life. And like for me, that looks like just sharing the meditations that are written on my heart and, you know, hoping that it speaks to people, but also knowing that, you know, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Some people are going to, you know, prefer different kinds of guidance or a different teacher. And that's absolutely okay. And just letting go of that really, at least for me, really gives me a lot of, I guess, freedom in my heart. And then my second saying, sorry, I missed it. I had my blinders on. What I mean by that is to say that um, I I put up my blinders basically so that I don't get sucked into the wheel of comparison. And, you know, I really believe the saying is true that comparison is the thief of joy and it is 
so easy, too easy to find yourself comparing who you are and your life and what you have and everything around you to that of others. And most recently, you know, this kind of popped up again in my life now that I'm a mom and it is so freaking hard to not compare yourself or to compare your child to the other children or your parenting to someone else's parenting um, and, you know, or, or going on social media and just being like, oh, my gosh, this woman looks like she has it all together. And, you know, she she has these kids and a, a business and a happy family and not, you know, looking at that and being like, geez, I barely, you know, got my teeth brushed today. And this woman is, you know, doing all this stuff like it's. It's hard to not do that on on any walk of life. But I think particularly when you're, you know, going through a change or you're taking on something new, like a new role, it can be really hard. And that's where you may hear me say like, oh, sorry, I missed it. I had my blinders on because I have to kind of put those blinders up so that I just I'm not looking at those other things. I'm not, you know, engaging on you know, basically if there's certain like social media accounts that really kind of trigger that part of me that want to compare that make me feel less than I need to put those blinders up. I need to not look at it, um, you know, not listen to other people's, you know, opinions. I may not be that helpful, whatever it is. And just, you know, not let my joy kind of be snatched away by my tendency to compare and feel less than. So if someone says, hey, did you see what, you know, so-and-so are doing or did you see you know, what this person did or check this out, whatever it is, like you may hear me say like, oh no, I missed that. Like I had my blinders up and that's what I mean by that. And, and it's something I kind of say as a joke, but it is, you know, I, I do kind of mean it because I think it's important to do that and to put up those blinders. And sometimes you just have to kind of, you know, block out all the noise around you, put the blinders up, just look ahead of you and work on your joy and your life and yourself and that's and that's all that you can do so that is that is that and I I think that leads me to my final thought on happiness which is perhaps the cheesiest one but I think like I don't know the one that that you hear the most but is probably like the most true which is slow down be present and appreciate the small things so I know it sounds super cliche you've probably heard this or some iteration of this many times but it really really is the truth like regret to me regret is when we're living in the past fear is when we're living in the future and happiness and contentment is when we live in the present so all of this boils down at least for me to just slow down, be present, and find your joy in the little things. So that could be as simple as enjoying a great cup of coffee in the morning with the people that you love or writing down, you know, people that you're grateful for in your life or spending a few minutes just to breathe or say something nice to yourself or do something just because it's fun and no other purpose other than it's just fun and it brings you joy like for me that's sometimes just kind of like listening to music and and zoning out sometimes it's like working on a puzzle I love a good puzzle um or it could be like you know I love watching some reality tv sometimes I just you know if you just want to do something just because it brings you joy and it's fun that's okay and you just need to you know take in those moments and just enjoy that time and the little things like what's already 
in front of you or reflecting on, you know, what little things do bring you joy and then trying to do more of those in your day. So is there something that's really just been making you happy? Can you do a little more of that? Can you kind of turn the volume up on that a little bit? Or is there something that you used to do that you haven't done in a while that would feel really good? Um, and that just really just slowing down and being present and and looking around there is so much joy to be found in the small things if we just slow down enough to see them. And this is coming from a woman that, you know, has a tendency to run a million miles an hour, whether it's, you know, truly like my biology or like my ADHD that has me, you know, kind of bouncing all over the place mentally or because, you know, I'm thinking about my to-do list or what I want to do or I'm juggling a bunch of different things of being a, a mom and a friend and a business owner and all like just slow down, be present, and just appreciate the beauty and the joy that can be found in just those teeny tiny little things here and there. For me, that has just been monumental, especially now as my roles are changing into mom and, um, you know, working on navigating this new path. Like it can be hard and just finding joy in the little things has made a huge difference to me. And um, my last, I guess this is like a little bonus thought, But of course, you guys know I was going to put this one in here. But uh, another thing that we do know that increases your happiness is a daily meditation practice. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already on board of this idea of a daily meditation practice. But we do know that meditation can increase your levels of the feel-good chemicals like endorphins and serotonin. And we also know from studies that it can increase your capacity for happiness and reduce your tendency towards negativity. It also helps to alleviate depression and anxiety. Um, Also, people self-report that they feel more compassion and kindness towards others after they've started a regular meditation practice. So if you aren't already doing that, which I imagine you probably are, um, but carving out just those few minutes, we know that 10 minutes a day, like 8 to 12 minutes, studies tell us are enough to really start getting these benefits. So 10 minutes a day, it can make just a huge difference in your happiness and your joy and your kindness and yeah that is it I think that's all that I have for you I hope that I gave you a little bit of food for thought about maybe just some small things that you can do to start unlocking some more happiness in your life and I hope that you are all well and I hope to see some of you this weekend at the virtual retreat so I hope wherever you are you're having a wonderful day and that the sun is shining and that you are feeling good and being kind to yourself thank you so much for listening That is the sound of another sale on Shopify. Now, when I first started podcasting, I didn't really think about an online store. It was honestly like the furthest thing from my mind. I was just focused on making a podcast. But then as my podcast grew and my business grew, then I realized that I wanted to create products and I needed an online store. So if you have a dream that you're cultivating this year, why not check out Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage like me to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage Shopify is there to help you grow so whether you're selling meditation decks or maybe you're selling custom cat sweatshirts Shopify can help you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform or their in-person POS system whatever you need 
they've got it. And Shopify helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better than the average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Doesn't that all sound great? And what I love about Shopify is that no matter how big you are or how big you want to grow, Shopify has what you need to take control of your business and bring it to the next level. And right now you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. 